the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Visit LargoCC.org for more information. I would rather be weak and have the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God, the very image of Christ coming forth. I'd rather have Jesus. Follow the Lord Jesus. Have you ever experienced unanswered prayer at some point in your life? While we all pray, and many times would like for God to answer those prayers immediately, it doesn't always work that way. On today's Healing Word, Pastor Morris looks at the reasons why prayers go unanswered and how God may be using that delay that benefits us in ways we don't realize. Let's join the congregation at the Largo Community Church for today's message, The Mystery of Unanswered Prayer. Now, by the grace of God, I'm going to try to unravel the mystery of unanswered prayer. Every Christian who prays has experienced uh, unanswered prayer. And you have questioned, where is the answer? Why hasn't the answer come? Has God heard me? Do I have enough faith? Or do I lack in faith? Is there something wrong in my life? And so all of these questions plague us and perplex us. But today, hopefully, the Word of God will give some insight into that mystery. We all would like to pray with mountain-moving faith, all of us. We'd all like to get results and get results quickly. I was talking to a lady of our church, not, well, it's been a couple of few months ago, and trying to encourage her over the phone, and I mentioned about sometimes prayer, the answer to prayer is a progressive answer. Sometimes it's an immediate answer, just like that. Sometimes it's a progressive answer. And she said, Pastor, I like those immediate answers. (laughs) Well, I do too. (laughs) We we all would like those, but, but they don't always come that way. Sometimes we see pieces and we see something beginning to happen. We know that God is beginning to move. The, the full answer, the result hasn't come in incompletion, but something is happening and we are observing it. God is doing something. So we pray and sometimes the prayer is answered immediately. Sometimes it's progressive and sometimes we're still waiting. So someone asked the question, well, pastor, Why pray? Why pray? Is God really concerned about me selling my house? Is God really concerned about me finding my lost cat? Is God concerned about my house possibly going to foreclosure? Is God concerned that my loved one has cancer and is dying? Pastor, where is God? I don't see anything happening. I keep praying. But where is God? Would anything be different if I hadn't prayed? I prayed and nothing happened. If I didn't pray, nothing would have happened. So then why pray? So these questions will come, but we don't want to 
express those questions out loud, it will taint us and somebody will think we're not a Christian. But being honest, we're human and we do have questions. But thank God, Christians everywhere are testifying to answers to prayer. Thank God, Christians everywhere. At the same time, Christians everywhere are still waiting and wondering where the answer is. Well, I'd much rather talk about answered prayer than unanswered prayer. But I'm going to start by talking about answered prayer. So hear the word of God. Let it sink deep into your heart and into your mind. Let the word of God reach out and grab you this morning. This is God's word. Take it in. One pastor was saying I was, that he listens to uh, sermons or he listens to the word uh, on his car with the CD. And someone says, well, do you get sermons when you listen? He said, no, sermons get me. So I pray that something from God's word will get you today. Now, the Bible is lavished with promises that God hears and answers prayer. All through the Bible, the promises. I'm only going to read some of them. You may get bored. You may think I'm reading too much. But just listen to a few of these promises. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It's the truth. I'm not lying to you. I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. Now, here's this. If you believe, you will receive Whatever you ask for. Whoa. Now listen to that. I tell you the truth. You will receive whatever you ask for. I got that. Again, Jesus said, I tell you that if two of you agree on earth about anything you would ask for, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Wow. That's pretty plain, isn't it? All right, here's another one. Jesus Therefore, I tell you, says Jesus, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will have it. It will be yours. Well, again, let me give you one more from Jesus. You may ask me anything in my name, and I'll do it. So there you have it. So why are we still waiting when he made such lavish promises? And in the Old Testament... But when we read these promises of Jesus, unanswered prayer is all the more disturbing in light of these promises. All right, I'm going to talk about prayers unanswered. There are some instances in both the Old Testament and the New Testament of unanswered prayer. I'm going to name just a few of them. David and Bathsheba had a son. That son was conceived out of wedlock. But it was a son, an innocent son, born into this world with a pure heart. That son became ill after they took the little baby into their hearts. They loved it. It cooed. They fed it. They bathed it. And then it took ill. And in the last seven days, the baby's health was deteriorating. And David, having already repented and turned to God for his sin, got on his face prostrate before the Lord on the floor. For seven days, he didn't get up. 
with his face on the floor. For seven days he didn't eat. For seven days he cried out to God, save my baby, this little innocent baby. This baby had nothing to do with this sin. Save my baby. God took that baby. That prayer wasn't answered with all the fasting, with all the praying, with all the repenting. That prayer was not answered. Let me tell you another one. How about the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul. Is there a greater apostle in the New Testament than the Apostle Paul? Who wrote over half the New Testament if he wrote the book of Hebrews. We're not sure who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we know it's inspired divinely by the Lord. The book of Hebrews. Paul the Apostle. He could cast out demons. He could speak the word and the demons would come out. The sick would be healed. He prayed for the churches, the churches that he established. And many of those prayers were not answered. Those churches didn't come in line with what he was teaching and preaching. And he prayed for them. What about when he prayed for Timothy, his beloved son of the faith who had a sick stomach? Paul could pray and people would be healed, but Timothy wasn't healed with all the faith and all the prayer of the Apostle Paul. That's when he said to Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. Likely had dysentery, was wasting away, very, very ill. But let me tell you the most famous prayer that wasn't answered by Paul. Paul had a thorn in the flesh and three times he prayed, God, take this away from me. I am tormented, I'm sick, I'm buffeted by this messenger of Satan. And he prayed in faith, believing that God would take that thorn away. And God did not take it away. God never took it away. Now, I don't want you to think I'm sacrilegious, what I'm going to say. But I have to tell you, Jesus prayed a prayer. And it wasn't answered the way he first started that prayer out. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and God brought the cup to him, bearing the sin of the world, the slime and sin and corruption of mankind and put it to his lips, Jesus backed away from the will of God temporarily. And he prayed, Father, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. I don't want to drink the sin that will separate you and me. We've been together as one Throughout all eternity past, he prayed, take it away. If possible, take it away. God didn't take it away. He had to drink it. Friend, some of us are going to have to drink some cups. So we don't want to drink. But God has a plan. And God sees tomorrow. And God knows your life. And you're God's child. And he's going to care for you and take care of you. So here's a few prayers. So some of us today have prayers that we're still waiting on. Look at the saints of God of old. Now, sometimes when prayers aren't answered, God has something better in store. Now, I know some of you right now are saying, Pastor, I don't want you to even go there. I don't want to hear that. That's an old cliche. God has something better in mind. But he does. Listen to me. If if David's son had lived, 
That son would have become the king of Israel. He would have followed David. But God had another king in mind, and that was, was Solomon. Solomon was the one that was going to use the influence of Israel to open up the whole known world. Solomon was the one through David, through Solomon, that a greater king was coming who would be the savior of the world. And God needed Solomon. Solomon was God's plan. And God had a plan to save the whole world, provided that world would come to him. God had a better plan. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. The Largo Community Church continues to worship on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by way of live streaming. If there was ever a time when we need the church and the Christians need one another, it's now. To view the live streaming worship, go to the church's website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org. Click on Watch Live on Sundays and let's worship the Lord together. L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. How about the Apostle Paul? When Paul prayed... God, I have this thorn in the flesh. Take it away from me. Three times he prayed and God didn't take it away. What was going on? Paul the apostle had been caught up into the third heaven prior to that prayer. And he saw things that couldn't be formed and expressed and depicted in human language. Heaven is a, must be a beautiful place. <laughs> of course it is. He saw things so great. And then he came back. And God told him to go minister. And Paul says this. Paul is telling us that if that thorn had been removed from him, he no doubt would have, Paul is saying this, I'm going to read it to you in just a moment, would have been lifted up in pride. Now, Paul feared pride more than anything else in the world. Would to God that some of us would be humble and get rid of that, I was going to say stinky pride. <laughs> Pride was the downfall of Satan. And pride has been the downfall of many Christians. Pride. Pride is of the devil. And when your feelings are hurt because you're proud, you have, you have given in to Satan. You haven't given in to God. You have given in to the devil. Do you know who you gave in to? Do you know who you're following at that moment? God help us. And this is what Paul feared more than anything else, that he would be lifted up in pride because he was the only one who was caught into heaven and saw what he saw. None of the other apostles saw it. And so God told him that he had to keep that thorn in the flesh because of pride. Now, what about Jesus if he had not drunk the cup of the sin of the world? If he had, when he prayed, Father... Take that cup from me, if it's possible. If it can be done another way. God said it can't be done another way. You must go by the way of the cross. You must bear the sins of the world. If God had taken that cup away, if that prayer of Jesus had been answered, this planet 
Are you listening? This planet and every living human being before and after Christ, including you and me, would have been lost and ruined forever. You see, God did have something better. God did have a plan. I'm going to have now to align myself. I'm going to have to humble myself. I'm not going to try to get God to align himself with me and my purposes, which many, many Christians do. They try to get God to come over, change his mind, change his purpose, move over. I know I have to make sure I am aligned with God and his purposeness. You see, very often we go to God and we have something specific in mind. We have something, we, we know what we want. And we already are seeing it in our imagination. And we want it to turn out just like we see it, just like we're imagining it. And we say, God, drop another Christmas gift down the chimney and let it be exactly what I asked Santa Claus to bring me. Exactly what I want. I have to align myself with the purposes of God. I have to seek what his will is. And the giving of my life and my mind over to the Lord. I have to do that. You see, in Matthew 12, chapter 26, look at Jesus now. I'm going to read it to you. Jesus in Gethsemane. When he prayed about that cup, Father, take that cup, if it's possible. Three times he prayed for that cup to be removed, if possible. Three times. God knew what his son wanted. His son wanted the cup removed. Well, according to the flesh, he said. Jesus said, my flesh is weak. He he came to bear our infirmities. He knows that we're weak too. Sometimes we get off course just a little bit. And the Lord understands that, but he gets us back on course when we ask him to. But notice what Jesus said, and this is what he said. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he said this, Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Friend, listen to me, and listen with your heart. Whatever you pray, put a nevertheless on that prayer. The will of God. God knows everything that is going on. You're not going to surprise him with any request. He knows what you're going to ask before you ask, but he wants you to go ahead and ask. Nevertheless. And now, number three, read number three. Read it with me, please. Examine ourselves to make sure all the qualities are in place to pray the prayer of faith. If I am not following the Lord and living according to his word, I know that. I don't need a preacher to tell me that. I already know that. I cannot pray over my transgression. I cannot pray over my disobedience. My disobedience is a wall, and my prayer will not penetrate that. I need to examine myself, confess to the Lord, repent. If he, if he reveals something to me, I need to tell him about it. Lord, I've said something I shouldn't have said. Lord, I have pride in my heart. Lord, whatever it is, tell it to him. He already knows it, and you already know it. So both of you know it, and you're not hiding anything from him, and he's not going to hide anything from you. So you two come together, talk it all over, present yourself to the Lord, and make sure that everything is okay. And then ask, he said, whatever you will, 
uh, whatever you ask in my name, that means anything that is consistent with my will. Now, I must say this quickly because you may go away and misunderstand something. When he says, ask according to my will, we don't know what the will of God is for tomorrow. But we know he has a will for tomorrow. We don't know what his will is for next week or next month. We don't know because he doesn't want us to know. So there's no need for you or me to ask him, what is your will for tomorrow? Show it to me. No, just say, your will be done for tomorrow. Your will be done. When he asks, says, ask according to my will, he's saying, ask according to what you know my will is in the written word of God. That's enough for us to know, just that much. That's why we need to read and study and come to church and and prepare our hearts so that we'll know what his will is. This is his revealed will. So don't say, Lord, show me what you're going to do with uh, Tracy's mother so I can pray that way. He doesn't have to show me that. Show me what you're going to do with with, uh, Earl Reyes. No, I don't need to know that. All I need to know is that God invites me to pray for her. I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to believe for her. According to my heart, I'm going to ask God to heal Tracy's mother. I'm going to ask God to heal uh, uh, Earl Reyes. But I am going to put a nevertheless at the end of that prayer. I'm going to say, God, you know what's best. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. It may not turn out the way I had hoped or believed. In your case, Jackie Mapp, it turned out the way you had hoped and the way you believed. But God has a plan. It's a perfect plan. It's a wonderful plan. It's a plan for you. And God has had you in sight all these years. Now, notice what he says. Jesus, again, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Friend, all I need is to have the Bible written in my heart. That's what I need. I don't need to know what God's will is for tomorrow and for all these other situations and needs. All I need to know, am I following the book? Am I doing his will that is written and revealed? This is his revealed will. Don't fret and, and, uh, and burden yourself with trying to find out what the will of God is. Here's where you can find out what the will of God is. Align yourself with this. And now, you know what will happen? you'll have mountain-moving faith. You'll have mountain-moving faith. And while you're waiting on that answer to come, it takes more faith now to wait on the answer that hasn't come yet. When the answer comes, you don't need faith now. It's there. But while you're waiting on the answer to come, for the healing to come, for the finances to come, for the house to be sold, uh, for the cat to be found, (laughs) while you're waiting, there's where you need the faith. And there's where God is going to have you faith. Now you can pray with mountain-moving faith. You put that nevertheless on the end of that prayer and give it over to God. Simply what you're saying, when you say nevertheless, you're saying, God, that's my prayer. Take it from here. Take it away. And leave it there in his hands. And I'll assure you that his truth will come alive in you, in your situation, you will experience a mighty move of God's Spirit. We pray that today's message, the mystery of unanswered prayer, has been a blessing and has provided you with the confidence and faith 
to trust that God has a plan for you. We invite you now to trust Him today. Share all of your cares and needs with Him, and then watch as He answers those prayers in His perfect time. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.